0: Welcome to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. We are delighted that you are here because this is for you. We do this to help you find and live your purpose, the good purpose that's uniquely yours. Because when you find it, everything starts to just fall into place. You're happier. You're more peaceful. You have better relationships with good people. It is remarkable what happens when you are living in the sweet middle of your purpose, the purpose that you've been perfectly matched to live. The great news is you're in the right place to find it. So let's get started. Jenny, we have to talk about the issue of people feeling like they're not enough. And the kinds of things that they do in order to make themselves feel better, in order to fit in, in order to be accepted by other people. Because all of that stuff distracts us. And we've all been there, um, but it distracts us from fulfillment of our purpose when we're, when we're, trying, striving to prove that we're enough. We are enough for our purpose.
1: You know, I I really believe that too, Rhonda. I think it's something that's really important for us to talk about with the people who will listen to this podcast. And, you know, like you said, and I think we'll get to it, the things that we're striving for, driving for, you know, moving toward that we believe are part of our identity or our purpose. But I think we need to go back a little further and say, what is our own mindset about ourselves? You know, we, because that all is going to start in the mind, you know, what we believe, what we believe we are, what we believe we're not. And then we start reaching for these tangible things. You know, I got to have this house. I got to have this car. I got to have this title. got to have this job. I mean, and we've talked about those things before. So, and I know that mindset can be a really big buzzword in culture you know, what is my mindset? And, you know, that's a lot to do with life coaching, which I do some of, and, and, you know, that can be a really big buzzword, but there is really something to a mindset about, you know, it's like when an athlete goes out on the court or on the field, do they believe that they're already going to lose the game? I mean, mindset is really important, you know, that every time you go to the doctor, we're gonna have a bad, you know, a bad report or whatever it is. But I think when it comes to identity and purpose, we have to check our mindset, you know, about wh- what we really believe about ourselves. Who are we? And when will be when will we be okay with who we really are? Mm. And I think that's a really good place to start.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and isn't it so, I mean, it, to hear you say it that way, when will, you, when will you believe you're enough? When will you think that you're okay just as you are? And I think, wow, isn't that the $64,000 question? On the one hand, it sounds like such a no-brainer I'm just gonna shift in my mind right this second, and I'm going to believe that I am enough, and that's it and it sounds great, and I think there are people who actually probably sell that they probably sell tickets to a seminar that guarantees that you know by the end of it you're gonna feel like you're you know some fabulous um person and and that you deserve adoration or whatever it is that you're supposed to get from those things I don't know but i think that i just don't know if there is such a thing as having an instant transformation in your mind maybe you're the life coach so maybe it's it is just a switch of a mindset but it but it i don't know i've heard people talk about um affirmations mm-hmm. and I remember when my daughter was a little girl I had read some book about, you know, positive affirmations or whatever and I remember my daughter came home from school one day and girls didn't let her play with in their group or whatever it was and she was really feeling badly and i said okay we're going to go in the ba- go in the bathroom we're going to stand in front of the mirror and you're going to say i like myself i like myself if she hears this podcast she's going to be cracking up remembering my whole i like myself phase and so we would stand in front of the mirror and i'm like no no say it louder be more enthusiastic say it like you mean it you know and here she is like 9 or 10 years old or whatever going oh, mom I like myself I like myself like she didn't want to do it (laughs) okay guess what that didn't do it Jenny just looking in the mirror and saying the affirmation wasn't the trick so you know give us some pointers on how do we get to the point where we do feel like we're enough
1: well, I mean, I you know, and I'm giggling because I'm thinking that you know I and don't hurt us those people who believe in in positive affirmations. I think there's some validity to it, oh yeah, you know, positive things around you and great phrases on your mirror and all of that. But the reality is number one, it's a process, you know, I can think of very many different junctures of my life where my mindset was off, okay. And first of all, we need to recognize that our mindset is off. Okay, so people need to start there going, you know, am I clawing and scratching for something that is outside of the identity of who I really am? You know, am I am I married to comparison? You know, am I what am I looking at that's making me feel off? You know, so I think we need to first recognize what our mindset is. And I mean, I always think that journaling is really powerful. You know, this is how I'm feeling today, you know, kind of getting that out for no one else to read, but you, and to just release yourself of these things and ask the, and we need, I think we need to, what I do with my clients is I ask powerful questions. We can ask ourselves powerful questions like, why am I feeling like I'm not enough? And then what is it? Is it a voice in your life? You know, you and I talk very, very um, frequently about healthy relationships, you know, and that's, we're not saying that, you know, run away from your spouse or your best friend or your your kid or whatever, but tell those people what you need to hear. You know, I need you to lift me up. You know, that's not something I want to do, but we need to look at our relationship. What are the voices that are coming in and start to first recognize the why am I feeling this way? Okay. When I have these, what, why do I need the positive affirmations, you know? Um, and they're not bad in and of themselves, but you're right. It's not a switch that you flip on to go in the kitchen. You know, it is a very long process. And I think in order to change our mindset, we need to know the why, you know, is it, is it something from a long time ago? Is it trauma? Is it, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to work through. Um, is it people around you that have been saying these negative things or continue to do so in your life? And why do you have that mindset? Because I think once we can find out the why, then we can sort of filter through how to move forward. So I think we need to recognize that it's a journey and a process, you know, a little sticky on your mirror isn't going to change your mindset. You know, it might pump you up for a little bit, but it's really not going to do that. It's like getting to the real core of what that issue is. That makes me strive and believe that I'm not enough, and my identity isn't enough. And for me, as a person of faith, as a Christian, I believe that once we can examine Scripture and find out what God believes about us, and one of our favorites, Rhonda, Ephesians 2:10. You know, we are a masterpiece created. And you know what, boy, it's pretty uplifting to, to realize you're a masterpiece created by God to do great works exactly
0: i love that and and i want to just um agree with what you said about i'm not against positive affirmations i'm i'm all for that i mean i'm trying to you know pump myself up on the days when i'm just a little you know, tired or, or I'm not feeling great or whatever, you know, I tell myself, all right, come on, let's get in gear. It's a great day. It's, you know, it's a good day. We're going to do something good today. And, you know, so I, I'm, I'm all about that, but I think that's not, that's not the do all and the end all. I love, um, getting a scripture in my head, like Ephesians 2.10 and telling myself, when I feel like a complete loser, because I just stuck not one foot, but both of them in my mouth at the exact same time, which I, you know, I've been known to do. Uh, And then, you know, and you feel awful, and you can't take it back. And, and, uh, and in my case, you know, when I've, when I've done stuff like that, where it's super public, So, it's on a podcast or it's on stage with 500 people in in the ballroom or 3,000 people on, you know, whatever the situation, and you can't take it back. Okay. You can go ahead and just, you know, feel like a complete loser for the rest of your life. Or you can say, well, you know what? God's mercies are new every day. God says I'm a masterpiece. And I am now well aware that my greatest gift, my voice, can be my um, greatest disadvantage. And so, you know, it makes us more self-aware and that's not a bad thing, but getting back to the idea of not feeling like you're enough. I'm so glad that you said what you said about it being a process because I, I, I know there've been times in my life and I'm thinking that there are probably people listening to this who, you know, they've, they've bought the self-help books. They've, they've uh, gone to the seminar, you know, whatever it is, and they still, maybe they're going to therapy or they're going to a life coach or whatever, and they still feel inadequate or insecure. And then, you know, for somebody to come along and sort of imply that you could make the shift just like that. Well, now you feel like a bigger loser because... (laughs) you've said the positive affirmation you've gone to the seminar you've read the book you've done and and you still feel the way you feel so i i I think it's very encouraging I think I, for me and hopefully for everybody listening to think okay yeah you know what let's give ourselves some grace it actually is a process this whole life is a process and the the whole idea of seeking, really actively seeking our purpose, and then trying to live our purpose. And I say trying, and I used to, in business, I would say, don't try, just do it. I didn't like try. I didn't have it in my vocabulary. And now as I'm older, I think, oh boy, you know, who in the world did God bless the people I said that to that then felt like, ah, you know, trepidation that they weren't going to actually be able to do whatever it was I was hoping and wanting them to do. But I think, okay, really, we have to give ourselves permission to just try our best, try our best to, to discern from God what it is he wants us to do today today and you know there there have been times in my life and probably in yours too where you know god gives you some great download and some vision of okay here's this grand goal we're going to go for that that just might take me all the way to the you know finish line of this life and and i'm going to pursue that because i think it's my purpose i'm going to pursue it with reckless abandon and then you know it turns out huh Oh, maybe that wasn't it. Maybe there's going to be a change. Maybe we're going to shift a gear and go in a different direction. Sometimes, on the other hand, God doesn't reveal more than one step to you, right right. And I think that's probably more often than not.
1: yeah, I think that's much more realistic, so you know, piggybacking off what you just said, I mean it's a process. And I think it's important to just slow down and take a day by day by day. You know, I mean, it's kind of like even sometimes I coach clients and and we talk about goals. Goals can be really overrated sometimes because they're so audacious that people give up after three days, three months or three years, and they they never achieve it. Get that down to small actions. And I think it's the same with the process of believing in the amazing identity God has given us and not believing and striving for things that are not part of our purpose. So it's a process. And I think we need to do small bits every day, every week, every month, and and just make some small changes and allow yourself and open yourself. For me, it's done through prayer, you know, and reading scripture and really being quiet and asking God to reveal those things. And eventually he does. You know, it's not our time, but his. And so we have to practice some patience there. But I think we almost need to do that, have a practice of, I'm just going to go day by day by day. And I think, again, we've talked many times in several podcasts about the comparison. We need to stop comparing because the day we do that, there's freedom. Oh, Different when we admire someone for what they have achieved or admire someone for the skills they have. Admiration is a beautiful thing, but comparison kills us. Mm-hmm. And why are we doing that? Because we're just going to continue to dog paddle in a pool to nowhere. We're never going to reach the edge. I mean, it just is just is a strenuous exercise and it's tiring. And so I think embracing our God-given identity is where the ease is, where the joy is, where the fulfillment is. And we need to stop looking right and left and look up. I think that's Ooh. huge. I've done that before. We look right and left instead of up. And it's, it's just absolutely horrible. You know, I've had jobs in the past, not a lot, but a few jobs in the past. Oh, I can make myself happy there. I can do it when it's completely out of my purpose. Right. You know, and it's really hard. But I made a choice to go and try it because somebody else was successful at it. No there's something just for me. Exactly.
0: Everybody that's listening. Exactly. And, and so that's a, that's actually a big clue. You know, if, if we're in a job that is not fulfilling, makes us feel badly, tears us down, you know, um, it's, it's probably a big clue that it's not your purpose and And that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times where you're exactly where you're supposed to be, and it's just hard
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and uh I mean, I've certainly had that. I know you've had that, but what I'm talking about is where you know you're just really not built for it. I mean my example was um early on in my life, I worked in an insurance agency and in those days, don't I sound like I'm 110? Back in those days, there the women were the service people. They were never the salespeople. And so, you know, I'm in this service job with God as my witness. I'm the first one there every morning, 6, 6.30 in the morning. I was the last one to leave at night, 7, 7.30 at night. I would take a briefcase full of work home that was back when everything was paper. And, uh, you know, so I'm working, I'm working, and that's all I'm doing is working. And that was just to be even. Like, I wasn't trying to get ahead. I just could I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. I can't keep track of everything. Well, what it was, Jenny, it was extremely detail-oriented. I'm not a detail person. And thank goodness that... The man who used to be the first one in before I got the job, um, he would come in. He was now the second one in. I would already be there, and I'm already working. And he saw that, and he saw that every day, and he saw that he was one of the partners. And he saw that every night he would leave. My car was still in the parking lot. And finally, he approached me and he said, but, "You know, I don't understand why you're working so hard. The others seem to be able to get the job done during, you know, eight to five. What's what's going on here?" And, and I'm, you know, I'm not a crier, but I remember sitting there with my lip trembling and water pooling up in my eyes. Like I'm trying so hard. I'm trying hard and I'm having a hard time just, you know, staying on top of everything. And this man, I'll never forget him. His name is John Calvin. John Calvin um, said, okay, I want you to do um, some kind of a personality test. It was, this is long before strengths finders and all that kind of stuff. And he had me on a piece of paper, uh, take this test and he sent it in. I think it was to Dartmouth university or something like that, but he took the initiative and he took the time and he saw something in me instead of saying, what a loser. She can't get the job done during, you know, the regular. No, he didn't do that. He said, you know, we have somebody here who's willing to do the work. She has a good attitude. She's a really hard worker. She must be a square peg in a a, trying to fit in a round hole. And and I love him for that. I have no idea if he's even still alive or where he ever is. I lost track of him. But he was the first person who the test results came back and said that I, should, I was in the top 3% of a percentile of people in the United States who should be in some kind of sales or marketing. And the thing that I should never, ever do ever in life is anything detail-oriented.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there was my job. That was a big clue, huge, mongous clue. And so that man made it possible. There had never been a female sales representative in that insurance agency. And I was the first one. And, um, and, and I never looked back. And so I want to encourage people who are, who are in a really difficult spot, whether it's a job or a relationship or whatever, and you feel like you just can't do it one more minute, you know, really, really pray and really step back for a second and, and discern, are you there for a reason? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're there for a, a period of time where you're supposed to meet somebody, you're supposed to learn something, you're supposed to do something, you're supposed to impact somebody else and then move on. Uh, maybe it isn't a, a permanent thing um but you know I always say pray listen and then act and repeat and that's that's how we find our purpose and I'm so glad for that time in that insurance agency when I thought I was gonna die Jenny because it was so hard and I was working so hard and I felt like such an idiot because Everybody else was able to get their work done between eight and five. And I couldn't do it to save my soul from going to hell.
1: Well, Rhonda, that was such an indicator. You know, it wasn't like, I mean, anybody who's been in a profession or a career of some kind, I mean, there's going to be hard moments and hard days. But in the case that you just gave one day after the next, after the next, after the next, I mean, just sandwiched together when it's that hard, there's something not, not clicking. You know, and I love what you said about pray, listen, act, repeat. That's a process. Mm. That is a process that you do every single day, you know, and so that opens up a whole nother thing for another time. But I think it's important to really be disciplined about continuing through the process. And when you get the epiphanies and the answers and the prayers come and God speaks to it, then act on them. Absolutely. And that's a great place for
0: us to end. That uh, you know, you are enough. Maybe you're not enough for the job you're in. Maybe it's a temporary thing, and or maybe you're not a, enough, you feel like you're not enough, you feel like you're not up to it. Um, God will move you if you're open to it, if you're talking to him, and just ask him, move me. Out of any place that I'm in that I'm not supposed to be, move me right into where you want me to be. Open every door you want me to walk through. Slam shut and dud bolt any door that you don't want me to walk through. And uh, and that's how you find your purpose. That's how you live your purpose. So, all right. Subscribe. Share this with somebody who feels like they're not enough. Somebody who feels like they're a loser, like I did. and, uh, and hopefully this will help you know, a lot of people get to the place where they really do know that they really truly are not only enough, but awesome and a masterpiece and able to do exactly what God created you to do. Did you know that the very things that have hurt the most can be the things that help you create a successful life. It's true. You can succeed in life, personally and professionally, not just despite what you've been through, but specifically because of it. You gained character traits. You learned specific abilities that you would not have acquired any other way. I want you to get a copy of my book, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. Go to my website, Rhonda.org, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and get your copy today.
2: Does your life feel like a roller coaster that never comes to a stop? Are you exhausted? Are you just completely over it? If that's how you feel, you're probably not living in the sweet middle of your purpose. Jenny and I want to help you find it. I hope that you'll go to my website, Rhonda.org, rhond dot org, Click on events and find a Find Your Purpose Christian Women's Retreat and join us. Now, this is not a great big fill the stadium kind of event. This is an intimate event. There are a limited number of spaces, and that is by design. Because this is about you and the other like-minded women who join us on this journey toward really finding and living God's good purpose for our lives. Because when you do that, you get a sense of peace and contentedness that you just can't get any other way.
0: Thanks for joining us at the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. Listen, we do this for you. It's all about helping you live the purpose that you were born to live. Because when you do that, you get the peace and joy and good relationships that you strive to have. This is real success. So we hope that you'll share this with a friend, subscribe, and come back and see us next week. And we would love to hear from you. Go to findyourpurposenow.org.